worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Continuing on with today's coverage of all things sport, and this is the latest edition of Sports Beat Extra. Today we're focusing on the hurling championship, the Dacia, under the leadership of a very familiar face, and a thorough look at what is considered the number one urban sport in the world. If you're just tuning in, I'm Sean Connolly, and as always, you're very welcome to Sports Beat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Kicking off today's show with a legend in the Waterford hurling scene, Mr. Stephen Frampton. Pleasure speaking with you, sir. How is everything with you? Great, great, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Good. Be better. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Now, I suppose I want to touch on club and inter-county today, but let's kick off first with the Waterford Club Championship. How impressed were you, I suppose, first and foremost, with the quality that was, uh, that was on show throughout the entire championships? Yeah, I think, look, I, I, I think they, like, there's, there's a lot said about... Um, you know, Bally Gunner and uh, running away with championships, and and that was far from the the, the truth this year. And uh, you know, uh, Daryl Sullivan, our, uh, the manager, uh, put it quite plainly like that. You know, I think the standard is improving all the time in the county championship, and and teams are are certainly catching up with with Bally Gunner. But it was, um, it was, I suppose, comfortable enough. But it wasn't. You know, it, it it wasn't as comfortable as as previous years. So, you know, the standards improving all the time, and and um, that can be only good. And and with the, the new format that's coming in next year with Premier Intermediate teams and 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 intermediate teams, you know, it can it can only bode well for the future. But um, no, it was a good championship this year. You know, but easy for me to say as a Bally Gunner man as well. That's it, that's it. And I suppose one thing you touch on, and, and it's something I would agree with, even though the, the final scoreline was 2-11 to 8 points against Mount Sion, I don't think the game was very much as far as that would suggest. I know all-star goalkeeper Stephen O'Keefe, I mean, he inspired the side to a record equal in nine county titles. And I wonder just how important was his penalty save in the first half? Well, look, you know, the, the, the actual fact is quite unusual for a goalkeeper to get a... Um, a man of the match uh, award uh, for a final, and that kind of pretty much says it all for for me that he he, he basically he was the difference, uh, and it's very easy for me to say he was the difference between the two teams. But those he made two significant saves, and and one was from the Austin Gleeson penalty, and the second one, and, and a little bit more important, I thought that that was uh, the save right at the start of the second half, uh, where. Um, I think it was young Alan Kerwin uh, took a shot, or it might have been John Kennedy took a shot, and it, it was actually a decent strike, and it bounced in front of him, and he made he made it look like an ordinary save, but it was quite a difficult save, and it was at a time when Mount Zion were coming back at Bally Gunner, and it really would have, you know, it really would have uh, inspired Mount Zion uh, to come back at Bally Gunner even more because they, they were making headway, um, and it really. That that save, in actual fact, was probably the winning of the game. So, you know, he he's he's been inspirational, has been for years for for Ballygunner and for Waterford. Um, and that was, you know, that that I I felt that that was a massive difference in the game. That particular save. I'd agree with you absolutely. When we stick with Ballygunner, as when you move towards talk of Munster All Ireland, how do you evaluate their chances in going all the way again this year? Um, yeah, like I, I, you know, it's it, it's. 
it just feels an awful long way away and, and I, I know in particular that uh, the Ballygunner lads and this is this is very much cliched but I mean they will have nothing else on their mind only the Tipperary Championship and who, who that may be um, and, and that's not over yet and but the, you know there's a, this it's it's a long way back to go to, to start talking about Munster finals or all Ireland finals. Um, uh, I do know there's a, a few teams uh, that would have history there, and the Pearshig and Limerick are going very well again, and they kind of slipped uh, slipped a little bit last year, but they're going to be back in the reckoning as well. But uh, and and of course the obvious one, Barry Hale as well, are going to be there as well. So look, there's a long way to go. Barry Gunner certainly wouldn't be thinking. Uh, along those lines at all it's just the Tipperary champions and who they may be it looks like it may be drum and inch they they seem to be the, the form team in Tipperary at the moment and Jamie Callan I'm sure will be inspiring them but um, at, at the moment you know there wouldn't be any mention of any Munster Championship or, or any All-Ireland Championship at this stage you know it's, 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 there's a long way to go for that Turning attention to Intercounty a new setup on yeah. the touchline in Waterford and obviously you had several wonderful years there yourself Obviously, something that you had said previously, win with the side that you weren't like Tipperary or Cork or Kilkenny, that you try to win every game. Now, do you think that that focus, I suppose, on that league side left a little short of energy for Munster and ultimately why it um, was anticipated? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. No, I don't think that the fact that we won the championship, but I thought that would have helped things, to be quite honest, because, you know, there's nothing like winning. Uh, winners breed winners. And, and uh, you know, we, we we had a good league, league campaign with, we we played like every other team. We tried out a few things and and we we tried out the players during the league. And as we came to the latter ends of and we got to the semi final, we said, look, we, we we better put a bit of we, we we better kind of focus on this and, and try and see if we can win this. And, and that we did. Uh, so that was very satisfying, very pleasing. Uh, but it was very much back to work the following day and and. You know, it 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 just it was one of those things where where everything went seemed to seemed to go flat after that. You know, with a with a good uh, with a good first round win against Tipperary. Having said that, Tipperary weren't the team um, the, weren't their usual Tipperary last last season, and um, I suppose we beat them. You know, it it wasn't too difficult a win for us in uh, down in West Park. Um, we kind of had a, a, a decent enough performance up in Limerick, but you know, it, so it really kind of was like our our form was kind of um, was was kind of hidden in those first two matches. But re- really, the the alarm bells rang when when we played Cork down in uh, Welsh Park, and and we were quite poor that day, and it, and that followed into the Clare match as well. So you know, it it, it just seemed to go flat after that, and and. Um, Said very disappointing and, and very difficult, very th- difficult thing to turn around when with, with such a short um, period of time into the matches. As you know, they 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 seem to kind of come in, uh, you know, one after another in the championship with the new format. So very hard to 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 kind of um, stop the tide at that stage, you know. But um, look, that's you know, everybody has has um, has problems, and everybody, every team management has. Uh, Issues to deal with, and uh, unfortunately, we just ran out of time. We weren't able to deal with them at that time, but uh, that's that's the way it goes. And um, hopefully, hopefully, the lads will learn from that. Uh, and under Davy this year um, or next year, um, they'll you know they 
learn from that and be a better team as a result of it. You've naturally drawn on to what I was going to ask you next about Davy. And as a Waterford man through and through yourself, are, are, are you excited to see how the squad responds under his tutelage? I am, absolutely. I mean, look, first and foremost, the foremost, there's, there's a great bunch of players there and they've worked so hard and they're a really good bunch of fellas, genuine fellas that will run to the end of the earth to... to to, to do everything for Walford and to to win, and they're, they're, I couldn't speak more highly of the of the players. And look, sport is sport. You don't always get what you deserve, but like they, they they deserve to to win a championship, you know, and and they deserve to win trophies. And and um, look, I, yeah, hopefully, I I I think Davy. Look, Davy has a track record there. He's been there before. He's you know he, he instantly tends to get a, a really good. Uh, reaction as a players and and his enthusiasm and his his you know his fight for the game you know that, that's infectious and I'm sure it'll have a very positive effect on the on the players and look you know sometimes the players like it like a bit of a change and like like all like we all do so I I'm excited to see how it goes next year and and um, I'll be up on up on the banks shouting and roaring and shouting for Asia as well so you know it's it's um, it's it's exciting to to uh, to see what happens next year and there's a lot you know look Waterford G in in general is 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 exciting at the moment the Camogie players have done very well uh, with their All Star nominations during the week we've hopefully got Welsh Park starting to be redeveloped soon as well so it's you know exciting times for Waterford G and uh, hopefully we we'll see that on the field with the results then. Uh, next year you're totally right with the Camogie side I mean getting a record equaling seven All-Star nominations is tremendous I just want to stick with Davy just for one second and not Davy more so yeah. the team but there's a notable addition in that of Donegal Callan as a performance coach how much of a weapon do you think that that can be for the Dacia? God uh, well that's the million dollar question I, 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 I really am not going to hedge the question but I really don't know because I, I didn't realise uh, that um, like obviously Davy has worked with him so Davy knows Donica O'Callaghan very well and look Donica O'Callaghan has a fabulous reputation has been an elite rugby player has played at the very highest level so that can be absolutely there's only positives that can come out of that when you've got a guy of that stature in a dressing room um, and talking to players I, I'm, I'm not sure what his role is um, but all I can say is that it it, it has to be uh, positive um, from my, from from what I would see, and I I know players react to to dealing with and talking to um, you know elite players, elite athletes, uh, whatever the code may be, whether it's rugby, soccer, or tiddlywinks. If they're you know they, like the players would appreciate someone like that being in the camp, and uh, I, I I can only say that it it's it's a it sounds very positive. I don't know. What that positivity will be, uh, it'll remain to be seen. But um, it can only be positive that someone of of Donica's uh, stature is involved in the setup, um, and uh, hopefully it'll go well. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I want to draw back on: we spoke previously about Stephen O'Keefe and his obvious talents. Is it key that they get him back in the goal for the upcoming year? Um, I, I I think again it would be very very positive. I'm not so sure that's going to happen. To be quite honest. Um, It'd be great if it did happen, but you know there, there are two very good goalkeepers there as well, um, and there were only two. Like normally, you carry uh, three goalkeepers, but we we just had the two goalkeepers last year, uh, two very capable uh, goalkeepers, 
Um, but I, it remains to be seen. I, I, I'd be surprised. I think Stephen has has kind of repeated himself. He's probably fed up of people talking about it at this stage. But I, I think he's um, he's made it clear that he's uh, he's finished with intercounty county hurling. He's he's a fabulous look. You've, like we appreciate him so much in, in Ballygunner. He's one of the best goalkeepers still in the country. Um, but I think you know I think that ship has sailed and and uh, we've got two very goalkeeper very good goalkeepers in in OB and and um, and Billy Nolan as well like so uh, you know it, I I don't know I'm, I'm I'm really not sure but unless Davy being a goalkeeper they have a little goalkeepers union there maybe maybe <laughs> he'll convince him in some way uh, but I I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Outside of Hurland, I believe you've turned your own attention toward personal training and health and well-being. How is that going for you? Going, going very well, Sean. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's, it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm training old guys like myself, uh, Sean. <laughs> so, um, just, just helping people to get a bit more active and mobile and 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 feel a bit better about themselves and maybe lose a bit of weight and get a bit stronger. Most importantly, to get a bit stronger because that's what what happens as we get older. We, we lose our, our um our strength and our muscle mass and um so yeah it's going very well really enjoying it it's it's, it's always been a, a passion of mine is just health I've, I know you wouldn't think it to look at me but I've always loved <laughs> training so uh so I'm doing something that I love and and um I'm I'm really enjoying it uh, the early mornings are tough but uh, but I really I, I'm I really loving it and I'm getting a great um guess getting great reactions from from the people I'm working with at the moment you're being far too modest here. Um, if somebody wants to get involved with you, how how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they can they can they can contact me um, on oh eight seven two oh seven three oh six six, or they'll see me. I'm not a I'm not a social media head, but they they can find me on on um, on Facebook, uh, Stephen Frampton Health and Fitness. Uh, so yeah, so any any of those channels. I don't know many people who wouldn't want to get involved with you and I wish you the very best of luck for it. Look, it's been brilliant chatting and I look forward to touching base with you in the future. Thank you. Sports Beat Extra. Beat 102-103. Following on from our recent spotlight on basketball in Ireland, I've had the opportunity to deep dive into the fastest growing urban sport in the world. That sport is 3v3 basketball. Beyond ensuring a sustained growth in the number of basketball players that Ireland has, FIBA has also created a worldwide sports community through a network of hundreds of organisers, thousands of tournaments and millions of players. The community interconnects all of these thanks to the latest digital technology and I reached out to some of the key members of that particular community to get their take on the game. Starting with Mick Evans, who is a two-time National Coach of the Year and for many, the godfather of basketball in Waterford. I suppose when I was growing up, three-on-three was something we played the whole time because if you got six guys, you played three-on-three. If you got four guys or eight guys, you played four-on-four. I suppose basketball has looked at, uh, you know, rugby with the sevens and futsal and soccer and seen how big it is across Europe and actually turned the three-on-three into an actual sport. A huge plus in it is that you can literally set up a half court on a plaza in the middle of a city or anything else and bring basketball to the public in in a real meaningful way. Little by little bit like you've seen beach volleyball set up in the Olympics or something like that. So it's very easy to do. Uh, great to watch because with only three players on the court, there's loads of space. Uh, or on half a court, there's, there's loads of space. So the players can 
have more space to kind of do things kids love to watch, dunk balls, um, put balls between their legs, and they're not sort of in a confined space. So it gives that great sort of element of enjoyment uh, that may be a tight game, and, and basketball is a different style of a game. But uh, people like to watch it, even if it's kind of on the street, people will stop and watch it for a little while, and then that sort of generates interest in basketball. I think it's something that we can do in this country. I think we can do it in the cities. I think we can do it in the summer. There was a there was huge effort this year to put it in places like uh, Salt Hill and Galway and into into the cities. And I think that will continue on, and it will it'll it'll explode. It'll it's it's one of the areas basket has a grow really growth area uh, for basketball. Irish international coach Tommy O'Mahony is a friend of the show. And we speak regularly about the advancements of the game in the country. Now, Tommy has expertly broken down the elements of the 3 by 3 game. Uh, 3v3 is a lot different now. Obviously, there's less coaching because in 3v3, there's no coach allowed to be on the side. So the players coach themselves and they literally just play the whole time. And it's a 10-minute game. And basically, unless the ball goes out of bounds, it just keeps going and keeps going. So a lot of people like it just because there's no there's no stop start and it just keeps going. And a lot of it, obviously, it's it's it, most of the stuff it happens in outdoors. Um, for Ireland, which obviously it's difficult with the weather, you know. But most European countries they have outdoor courts everywhere and people just play three v three because obviously there's limited numbers. You don't need a lot of people to train or a lot of people to to do it. Um, so I think it has advanced. Like we would have put sent teams away to Europe in three v three. Um, so look, especially at the younger age group, if you have only three people, they have a lot more touches besides having five or six people and you know especially that seven and eight where we try to you know in our own club here try have you know limited games whether it's 3v3 or 4v4 so they get a lot more touches so people love 3v3 because they get to touch the ball a lot and they play a lot and there's no stupid coaches on the side telling them what to do so they can literally do what they want um so it's just it, it, i be, i come back to the whole thing of it being fun people just like basketball and they like to play that kind of sport which is which is always good now, as you've just heard from Tommy, the game obviously has tremendous plaudits and it's brilliant to be able to engage with players in the country. There's also an alternative side to consider with this, as Tommy advises here. Obviously, it's fast-paced, so, um, but there are certain skills definitely you can take from it, like the 3v3 game is a lot more physical than the 5v5 game. There's a lot more stuff to be done um, on it. So there's certain skills that, yes, we could transfer to the 5v5, and there are certain skills that are not, you know, like decision-making is... You know, now obviously they have to make decisions a lot quicker, but sometimes they make the wrong decisions and they're constantly making the wrong decisions because of that 12 second shot clock, you know, and unfortunately 12 second shot clock counts for all age groups, regardless if you're a 30 year man or a 15 year old girl, um, you're expected to make the same decisions, which I don't agree with, even in the, in the 5v5 game, a 24 second clock, all the way down from a 12 year old to a 30 year old makes zero sense when you know someone's been played the game for 20, 20 years they expect to make a lot better decisions where a 12 year old you know should take a bit longer to make those decisions besides rushing her the whole time Gillian Hayes has basketball in her blood and this has been passed down to her children she's played the game at every level up to elite international she's very much an advocate for the 3v3 game but is concerned about the lack of available resources outside of Dublin between Covid we were all locked down we don't have the outdoor facilities 3v3 is all outdoors like you know the majority of it has been done outdoors and um, my own daughter represented Ireland on under 17 3v3, had a fantastic experience at it. I'm just sorry it wasn't around when I was playing because it looks like just so much fun and such a quick 
uh, sport but I do think we lack the facilities to do it like Basketball Ireland at the moment are doing their best they have two outdoor courts that they can remove and bring them all over the country we haven't seen it in Waterford yet unfortunately but um, you know hopefully someday it will they, they bring it on a road tour around and Kids absolutely love the sport, but um, I don't think, again, we lack the facilities to, you know, if there was half 3v3 court in the park or, you know, summer in Waterford, um, you know, then it might raise the profile of it a little bit more here. Dublin seems to be just took off and they love it, but um, I can't say for Waterford we have a massive 3v3 following here at all. Um, but it's great, a great game to watch and so quick and... Uh, again, the men's senior team have done extremely well on 3v3. The women had done previously. So, you know, if we have more funding, more facilities, I keep harping on about this. But, you know, again, for Ireland, for such a small country, we'd be up there competing with them. Basketball Ireland is actively seeking teams for progression of the game in the country. There's a full breakdown of all available resources via Basketball Ireland's official website and each and all are encouraged to get involved today. You can listen back to the Spotlight series that we did on Irish basketball by visiting our website beat102103.com forward slash podcasts. You'll discover a whole world of information about this wonderful game and the clubs that are waiting for you today. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. That is it for this week's show and it's been an absolute pleasure delivering your sport and music on this Saturday afternoon. As always, get in touch with me at sports at beat102103.com. Beat Anthems is up next, but right before that, I want to talk to you about how you can win a thousand euro bursary for your club or sporting society. It's almost too good to be true. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie. Do you fancy winning a grand for your club? Well, if you do, Club Focus is back. Each month I visit a club in the region and I give them a chance to take their place in the limelight to feature on air, online, and across our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one of the lucky clubs is going to bag €1,000 bursary. The winning club is also going to be chosen through a public vote, so it's a fantastic opportunity to attract new members. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that all of you brilliant local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that you all have on your local communities. So if you want to get involved, simply head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now. I'll see you soon. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie